Crazy. What what are your guys' thoughts about what's been going on the last week? Putin just literally said fuck it and like, you know, shit. I didn't remember war like this because we were growing up when uh Afghanistan was going on or Iraq and all that. Yeah, it's fucked up. I still don't is he only doing it? I probably sound very ignorant, but he just wants Ukraine basically for no reason. Yeah, it's like very old school, isn't it? Like, it's just, and that's what, think about invading a country and like all that. I'm glad we're isolated from kind of that huge ass continent with these scary superpowers are all of a sudden looking a little bit more aggressive. Like, imagine if Canada tried invading us. We'd be like, really? Uh, You know, a couple (laughs) Mounties show up at the border. Um, (laughs) I think it's because Ukraine's critical he says like if he loses ukraine he has like no power anymore and he's trying to just like keep relevancy in the world yeah and it's basically lost ukraine he believes ukraine is his like he just believes that it should be russia um they're they're technically not not a part of nato yet right but they're a democracy and putin's like no 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 you report to me essentially Um, well dude if you go down the rabbit hole people think that could just be to divert attention and Russia and China are trying to come after us, but that's getting deep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but uh, how about, I heard that China asked Putin not to do it during the Olympics because they wanted to make their bag. And he said he did it anyway. Um, I was just going to say they're going like full North Korea. Like they're like, apparently on March 11th, they're cutting them off from the global internet like russia as a country dude and now like like, russians are getting like you know everyone's just like oh you know we're we're just punishing russians for being russian like i can't imagine just being russian and living in the united states just being like uh you know sorry you know it's not like they're like worshiping putin dude like every major credit card has cut off there apple's cut off there netflix cut off there like it's crazy i was talking about that to my friend and basically he was like yeah, but, like, what else are we supposed to do? And, like, hopefully it causes civil unrest and, you know, the people that live there force the government to make a change. Which they've been trying to do, but Russia just arrests all those, you know, people. I almost call them clowns. They're not clowns. They're trying to fucking, you know, fight for their, no war. But, uh, yeah, Putin's just rounding them up. Um, how about what's crazy is this Ukraine president, one who's become, like, a social media superstar. You know, he's defending his nation on the ground. He's a family man. I saw a report that lost this weekend that he they thwarted an assassination like they are sending assassins after him. And like, can you just imagine living? He's basically living, fighting for his country, knowing I could be dead at any second. And what? We're just letting that happen. Like, it's crazy. shit. Did you see the like billionaire who has a one million dollar hit out on Putin? (laughs) I did not see that. It's like, really, dude? You think a million dollars is going to get Vladimir Putin killed? Yeah, basically, what would it take? Just, I don't know. He, what would he it just take? put a hit out on himself, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, Putin's going to have him now. <laughs> They're pro- the Ukraine president's kind of the man, though. Like, yeah, like shit. We're all like rallying behind him. Because I heard it was three attempts. And yeah. it's crazy that he used to be an actor 
and he on their like most popular tv show and he played the president on their most popular yeah <laughs> on their most popular tv show in ukraine and now and he's ukraine actually was like yeah you know what let's turn that into reality i heard today john stewart was running for president and i was just kind of like all right <laughs> i mean like okay you're not old as shit uh you don't seem crazy sure you know that that's the criteria <laughs> for me now who's that uh Why he was he's... uh the daily show uh like stephen uh, colbert back in the heyday I think he's retired gotcha. now. He's making a run. Um, um, can you can you imagine though if he did got get assassinated? Like the like, world would be pissed. I think it's about like there's only so many of these they could thwart, right? Like, good God, uh, it's almost like we're waiting. It, it's crazy what's going on there, and I feel like yeah, you see all this shit on TikTok and whatnot, but I feel like we haven't really seen this full scale of just like they they weren't leaving. They thought fucking putin was just uh bluffing and then all of a sudden he starts you know invading and they're like oh shit now you just got to leave your home um mm -hmm. you know at least if they came for us it would have to be nukes but like if you imagine back in the old days they're on their wooden ships like ah what is that in the distance of the atlantic they're coming <laughs> you know at least we can see him coming um my gas bill energy bill through the roof i mean we're all hurting this sucks um Okay, we were two weeks off. I want to get your, of course, Euphoria season finale thoughts. What did you guys think? It was good, but it just left with so many unanswered questions. Like, I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything. Is it? Is it? I think we've given it enough time. You, if you haven't watched it in the two weeks since, it's almost over now. But spoiler alert, if you have not. Yeah, my main question is like, does Rue still owe that girl money? And like, is that girl still going to come after her? Like that just was completely ignored the last two episodes. Yeah, that was big. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's kind of what they did at the end of season one where they came out in the bang with season two and it was like, holy shit. So hopefully that's what they're doing for, but we're going to have to wait a couple of years. Right. Cause they're pausing. Uh, yeah, till, till 2024. Yeah, Zendaya's got a shit ton of movies coming out. I don't even find myself like, oh, I can't wait till the start of next season. It's like good the point. cliffhanger wasn't even that crazy. It's just kind of just like fizzled out with a bunch of stories that, I don't know, like, yeah, what happened with the old lady? Yeah. What was the point of the whole ashtray thing? Like, Yeah. And they just wanted to tearjerk the, 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 the viewer and apparently the dude who created it is so all over the place i saw read something that it was they were thinking about making it be fezco who that happened to and then like like he rewrote it or, like yeah because he was such a big character they probably didn't want to yeah. kill him off um but like that they're like that he's doing all that shit like this recently like it's i don't know it was the tale of two halves of that episode for me it came out i was like oh my god and then yeah it was kind of like what what is happening here are some of my i wrote down my chronological thoughts uh so it began with who's the principal do we like the, he's not a character we don't have the principal of euphoria high school because that guy's got some explaining to do um <laughs> is rue dead and this is her imagination because the whole fight scene in the craziness, and you've seen that theory or that there's a theory floated that this is all Ruse not with us, which would be such a buzzkill. But, you know, it's one of those artful things. Um, at one point, I was wondering if Lexi did that out of the sheer brilliance, knowing it would trigger all those advances and like it was all part of the play. And then obviously it wasn't. I was wondering where Vape Girl had gone. Uh, she made a big return to the screen. 
Uh, get her, Maddie. The chick from season one who kept fucking blowing clouds and then the ratchet bitch who's like friends with Maddie and Cat. Oh, and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bro- that was my brother's favorite character. Uh, the musical number from that fucking. How did they force that on us? That was so bad, painful. Did Zach I literally from, have uh, the-, the dude with the- from the dude with the apple tattoo playing the guitar? Is that literally the apple tattoo or the apple logo yeah. tattooed on his face? Yeah, a, why was a, that so long? They released that song on Apple Music and it was shorter than it was in the live episode. <laughs> that was a painful and Rue's just kind of crying. Well, I couldn't tell if she was crying because it was so bad or she was so touched. <laughs> Dude, um, apparently Rue wrote that song. So that's why they had to force it in there. It's like, hey, you know, real let's, yeah. wow. try again. Um, weird end to the Cal saga. You know, it was just like, well, oh, okay, his son arrested him. It was like they just forced that on us. Um, and no someone wonder. Someone said Bart- him and Fez. I was going to say, someone said him and Fez next season are going to be cellmates. <laughs> That's right. Um, That'll be crazy. No wonder Barbie Ferrero was pissed. Speaking of Ashtray, this was great. Sports Center, I think the day after the, um, the day after the episode aired, so Monday tweeted a picture of ashtray like in the bathtub and asked which athlete is as fears fearless as this guy they deleted the tweet after just one hour due to a, due to a flood of aaron hernandez answers which caused him to briefly uh, trend on twitter uh i was just like they fucking walked into that one everyone's like oh aaron he murdered people who tweeted that bleach report port center just like some intern who obviously knew euphoria was a huge <laughs> just was like oh dear god we got to get rid of this Dude, <laughs> i'll tell you what the worst part about the ending was was when they slowly moved the red laser dot up his body in slow-mo but his face wasn't in slow-mo it's like <laughs> what cop is like this you know they should have made his face slow mo too, but they like forgot or something. And it was a bizarre scene. And I guess he did it to try and like make it seem that he was all in by himself. So Fesco hopefully doesn't have to do jail time, but I don't, he's going to get popped for drugs. I don't know. Um, speaking of not knowing, first of all, did you see Josh Richards did not know who Amanda Bynes was? And uh, that. that makes me feel old. I did not know that Amanda Bynes had a conservatorship. How did we miss this? Is she filed to end one? Was that just the common thing back then? Take advantage of her teenage daughter's uh, stardom. I mean, that's despicable. I couldn't believe it. She did have a little bit of a, like, like she went to rehab a couple times and a little sure. bit of a. I mean, but- shit, it's grippling. Like, everyone's kind of fucked around with a lot of those child stars had trouble you know dealing yeah. with some of them obviously got out the other side but some of them went down a dark path are Have you seen the amanda Bynes recently <laughs> huh? yes. yeah yeah with her nose ring and she's yeah. like fat well she's hard to recognize yeah it's uh, not she's she's gained weight. weight right well no she's looked she doesn't look like amanda Bynes from what we know we knew her and watched moody's point yeah yeah. Are those Britney fans going to hop on her her back now? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, Amanda's kind of watching this. just like, hey, you know, help me. I guess eventually that was leading uh, to a couple months later, she gets out of hers. This is unfathomable to me. How are Juice World and XX Tentacion putting out so much music still? 
<laughs> I think they just had so much recorded unreleased stuff that their camp is just putting out. At least Juice World definitely did. I, I think Juice World is putting out more than he did when he was living. Um, yeah. And there's always there's always the conspiracy theories with both of them. I've heard the Juice World one. I think about XX Tentacion. Maybe I'm wrong on that as well. Who makes the money for him on that? And like, who has the say on like what they can use? And I think the whoever is part of his estate makes the depends money. on how the contract's written up. The estate, and I imagine yeah. he was with a label. So, yeah. however, they kind of piece those apart. Um, Probably his mom and his chick. I think it would be who he would put in there. Right. Um, Speaking of music, I saw this. This was from two weeks ago, but I don't know if you guys saw this on TikTok. It was the most mesmerizing thing I saw. Mike Posner, obviously great music, bangers. Please don't go. He summited Everest, and it was just like a video of him on Everest, like first of him breaking down in tears, because I can only imagine how fucking hard that is. And just like the breathtaking beauty of just like he, like it was so inspirational just seeing him kind of like go to his knees from being awed by beauty and what he just accomplished. <laughs> what? Dude, I'm done. Do you guys see it? Would you, you guys, guys ever do Bob? that? Summit Everest? <laughs> yes. Fuck no. No. Nah. Remember Dude, when he like, like didn't he walk the U- entire United States or something and got like bit by a poisonous snake? Almost lost his leg. Really? Yeah. Okay, I was not aware of that. So this guy's kind of a adventurer. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. isn't Mount Everest like twenty five thousand feet tall or something? It's, it takes it's like four how- or a couple weeks to summit it. Obviously, uh, I believe, but yeah, tallest in the world. I don't even know where it's at. What continent it's at? Maybe we could share Dude, that. I'm pretty sure it's like as high as it's 29,000 feet and it is in Asia. Asia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I uh, obviously hate the cold, so I, I would not be able to do that. I would probably die. Like I would be the ones lost. Like I'm pretty sure they lose people <laughs> on those trips. And I would not make it. Um, yeah. I hate the cold and I hate heights. So like there'd be no reason. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't even sound appealing. Yeah, I don't crave that thrill. You know, God, you could, you'd have to pull my leg to get me on a hike. I've done Camelback in Arizona, which I will. Ne- we ran out of water. I think a quarter of the way up, uh, we still did it. It was a, just a nightmare. <laughs> oh Lord! Speaking yeah. of climbing, you should watch the Alpinist if you haven't. I've yeah, I that. think I wrote. Isn't that the? Uh, is it a different guy from Free Solo, but kind of same concept? Yeah. Um, he scales a fucking frozen waterfall. He's a like, I didn't even know that was possible. He's a crazy man. Yeah. But he died at like age 26 or something. Oh, okay. Wow, bro, wow. Yeah, well, spoiler that. alert. Jesus Christ. It's not even part of the movie. Oh. Yeah, it they is. Don't, they don't show him dying. Yeah, they do. Oof. They do not show him dying. You think they're going to show footage of him dying? No, I think they, they show say that he died. They, they like say that. They say it dead. in like the end credits. Yeah, I oh thought he God. was li- literally the ending of the documentary. You have to cut out all this. Because <laughs> this is like a well-respected one, too, the Alpinist. Uh, What's well, a true story? Like, if you know who he is, you know he died. Like, I right. wouldn't say that's the main portion of but it. But the, the free portion. solo guy's living. Dude, no one knows who he is unless I bet Mike Posner documentary. knows who he is. Yeah, actually, Mike Posner died, too. I forgot that he, <laughs> on the way back down. <laughs> Um, okay, a seamless shift into our brief sports segment, which we always keep brief here on Winging It. 
I mean, this just had to make it. Tony Stewart's house in Indiana is on the market, and it literally looks like a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> Why, like, what's the most, like, NASCAR driver-looking house you can possibly have? <laughs> yeah, do you, like, Fair. like uh, just nature in your home, like a babbling brook? I mean, I guess that's cool. No, but did you see that roomy that, like, game room he has with all those poker tables and shit? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if I saw that, but he definitely tricked out the house. Right. Yeah, here, someone pull it up if uh, you don't mind. I'll uh, pull it up. Yeah, throw it on the Someone said Bass Pro Shop should buy it and Airbnb it as, like, a Bass (laughs) Pro Yeah, or just make a new – yeah, exactly. Turn into a Bass Pro Hotel. That's a good idea. Or just make it a Bass Pro Shop. They're already halfway fucking there. Um, (laughs) Austin, you haven't seen this? We're going to blow your mind. It's literally, it made Bass Pro Shop trend on Twitter um, because of this. While we pull that up, what you guys. It is fire. What did you guys make of Calvin Ridley uh, betting on the NFL? Yeah, what's up with that? I feel like more people do that than get caught. Like, and people were like, oh, he had to have done. I I literally think he just thought because he was away from the team. Oh, I can bet on football now because now everyone's in everyone's betting. All the leagues are partnered with other leagues. Uh, here's Tony Stewart's for the visual audience here. So that's his. How game. did he get? <laughs> <laughs> There's literally like a babbling. Yeah. Is he fishing out of that pond? I wonder. <laughs> Oh, sick house. That is, I mean, that water tank just screams Bass Pro. That's yeah. a cool kitchen, though. 100. You cook some serious meats in there. What is this website? Is this where it's listed? No. I just, wow, Google look at that it. outdoor look. You can definitely do some fishing on that. Just a lake or pond. pond. Here's the poker room. That's sick. Look wow, that that house is yeah. sick. That he dude's... was betting for sure. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, he was betting on himself. The NASCAR Did nobody Calvin cared. Ridley even try to hide it, dude. So he no, because he literally signed up using his name, like, right. and that's what is so funny is like he literally and it's the, <laughs> the Hard Rock. I didn't even know the Hard Rock had a sports book, and he bet on Falcons <laughs> games. He bet on the Falcons to win. He's like us. He just sucks at betting. Three team, five team, eight teamers all with the Falcons, and he just lost. And then he was tweeting today. He's like, he's like, I don't have a gambling problem. I just lost fifteen hundred, and everyone's just <laughs> dunking on him. Are you uh, allowed as a professional athlete to bet on other professional sports? Like, Matt, I think you are, but again, that's a thin line. You're apparently not allowed to, as a, like, if I was a member of the team, say in the front office. You can't bet on your sport, but could I bet on different sports? What about my parents? You know, like what if, what if my kid becomes a, you know, an NBA player or a PGA golfer? Can I not bet on the PGA tour anymore? You know, all this, it's so, there's such a gray area. There's only going to be more. Did did you see that they, did you see that they said Drake has bet like a billion dollars? Like who was he on? He, he just, he was on Mosfidal, wasn't he? That dude is so bad at betting. Oh. He he's like a two seventy five thousand on that or something yeah he, he, he unloaded on mosville i immediately knew i was like all right come on he's got they showed the, him sorry was, they they showed him courtside at a basketball game and he had like 200k on online roulette 
while he was sitting courtside in an NBA <laughs> game. Dude, I mean, I love that shit when Aiden Ross like hops on and like will play blackjack or something with that live dealer. Uh, yeah, Drake's always had the curse. Like he was on Kentucky with that undefeated team when they lost. Uh, he yeah, he's constantly betting wrong on the Super Bowl. I'll never forget when uh, Floyd Mayweather literally had stacks of millions of dollars and he put it all on the Broncos when they got blown the fuck out by the Seahawks, like in the year where the ball went <laughs> over Manning's head to start for a safety, and it just was the most lopsided loss ever. <laughs> um <laughs> What is Cheddar Bets? I see them flood my fucking uh, sports coverage as like a commercial, and I have no idea what it is. It, it can't just be Minnesota-based, but do you guys know what I'm talking about? Cheddar Bets? I've never heard of it. It's this commercial that's promoted all, you know, all throughout. It must just be – can't just be Minneapolis, but it's literally just like the poorly, poorly produced commercials, just like sports bets stocks and crypto by day and it's like cheddar bets 4 30 check your local listings and i'm like what is this a local tv show but they're presented by bet mgm um, yeah i'm looking right now it's a uh, it's a weekly show that brings you the latest on sports betting and the crossovers between the financial and sports worlds that it can't be just based out of minneapolis can it i don't know i don't show anything about where it's based out of so um <clears throat> That is, uh, oh man, I, I here's a good segment that I wrote down, but I didn't take the time to actually fill it out. But this will be a good one for next week. Movies that actors may regret as part of their legacy. Um, you know, we could maybe like I might go back into seeing some of Matthew McConaughey's stinkers uh, from before he became obviously one of the thespians of our time. Uh, wasn't he in <laughs> Fool's Gold too? Uh, maybe he regrets that one. Um, uh, that's it from Nicholas me. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> I don't think Nicholas Cage regrets anything he's ever done ever. I, isn't he in a movie just called Pig right now? Or um, yeah, yeah, dude, he's the movie I was thinking of was Ghost Rider, right? <laughs> I think he, he loves Ghost remember. Rider. No way. He's Who is that? Uh, he's. I was got a new one that's literally like he is Nick Nicholas Cage in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he plays Nicolas Cage in like a different world where he's like a washed up act. I don't know. It's weird. The trailer's weird. <laughs> I, I, think I would Nick say Cage, Will Ferrell's new movies. Yeah, like good point. I had about some of Adam. What about Grown Ups 3? I think that was the only one I walked out of. Or maybe it was Grown Ups 2, the only movie. I literally, as soon as the deer, I think, broke into the house and started pissing on everyone, I literally got out, like just stood up and walked out. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. The first one was a classic. And then like most sequels, it just, it wasn't, obviously it wasn't great. Um, Adam Sandler kind of knows he makes bad movies though. That's kind of yeah, his like old. Netflix keeps sending them. And then he did uh, Uncut Jams, which was uh, obviously a banger. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, did you see the new Batman? I did not. Uh, I'm seeing mixed reviews. Did you guys see it? Yes, I loved it. We we all saw it together this oh, past man. Saturday. Like 10 I out of 10, love? Uh, I would say probably a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, it's just long. It's, it could be like 30 minutes shorter, I think. But Did you guys go to one of those? Uh, is that where you were? I think I saw Austin Snap, one of those luxury theaters. Um, <laughs> were you at the bar? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I got to go. It was cool. What Austin would you didn't compare- like it at 
how would you guys compare it to the Christian Bale Batman's? Because that's where I could, I, that's my top tier. It's less about Bruce Wayne and more specifically about Batman. Okay. And um, he's kind of takes like the spin of like murder mystery crime solver sort of thing. Um, and it's it's darker than the Christian Christian Bale's Batman. It, it's much less Bruce Wayne oriented. A lot more. So Batman, it's more like the sure. Joker because I thought the Joker was awesome. Yeah. Where it was like dark and just centered on him, and there wasn't much yes. action. Yes, there's a lot of action though. But the okay. thing is, Batman is rated PG thirteen. So, yeah. Like while the scenes are like literally dark, like you know, it's like raining the whole time. It's always dark outside. It could have been like psychologically darker had they given it an R. An R. I think. Interesting. Yeah. 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 They probably went for the money there by getting the ability to have those 13 year olds there. It's definitely more like origin story, like Joker, because you definitely learn more about the Wayne family. Like, yeah, do which is interesting. Night. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'll have to check it out. I got to get out to a theater. I've been too lazy. I'm still waiting for Spider Man Homecoming to come out on my fucking you know tv here um i did cop the ps5 finally it is awesome Um, really haven't bought any ps5 specific uh games yet but it just transferred all my ps4 over you know seamlessly and the quality of game is so much better graphics movement flow etc and one thing i know my ps4 literally crapped out on me the ps5 is just no humming it's quiet as a mouse just runs, you know, very smooth. Um, Do games and stuff like load really quickly as well? Super quickly. Yeah. So it's yeah. sick. I finally pulled the trigger. Like I just got it off Amazon. Like, I don't even know if it's availability is like, you know, still slow, but I pulled the trigger. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the new Xbox and summer. Right. Near like the Xbox. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I so movies that actors may regret will do next week. Uh, I watched Dune on my flight back from uh, Phoenix, which I thought it was sick. I, I thought Dune was awesome. I still have the last 15 minutes because I fucking landed and I'm literally like listening as I'm, you know, walking off the plane trying to get as much as I can. Did I miss anything? That's like only times a day, isn't it? The last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that Dune is, you said? Yeah, which is crazy. So it's Zendaya was a star. Is she obviously there's got to be a sequel, right? Where she's going to have more of a. Um, that's why that's why Euphoria isn't coming out till 2024, because she's filming the sequel to Dune. Jesus Christ. How long do you think she was on set for Dune one? Ten minutes. Um, well, she's also she's got a, she's got like three or four other movies that she's going to do as well. Good on her. Dune. You know, that, that's yeah. that sucks for Euphoria fans, but she's glowing up. Um, I also did just cop because these are Kelsey ran over my headphones. I can only hear out of one ear right now with the vacuum cleaner. So I got the AirPod Maxes. Uh, Wait, what's that? The over the head ones. I didn't know know they made over the head AirPods. Dude, they uh, they released them in like, you know, one of their Apple events. And everyone's kind of like, what the fuck? They're kind of cool. Again, it's kind of like the Batman. It's uh, up to interpretation if you like it or not. (laughs) um let's get caught up with t with jack d i completely forgot i recorded an interview for this episode with kevin schumacher talking about what he does with miller light and the sporting events out in scottsdale arizona so that will be at the conclusion of the t with jack d here on winging it whoa all right so to keep the batman rolling um so there was a batman after party 
at the bar that Pete Davidson owns in New York and Robert Pattinson just played Kanye on repeat the whole night <laughs> for the party. So savage. Yeah. So Robert Pattinson clearly took a side. Okay, wait a second. We got it. Sticking with the Pete Davidson theme, the, the music video from Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> what what are the thoughts there it was it's like, like a, a cartoon clay. and he like he like doesn't he like decapitate he de- it was like a clay car- a claymation jimmy neutron wallace and gromit music video <laughs> of him literally decapitating pete davidson's like ugly claymation face he like turned him <laughs> into medusa and people were like is this literally a threat like now we're getting into, like what the hell yeah, did you see Kanye's statement on his divorce that he Instagrammed? <laughs> Remind me, dude. He just he like posted something like in big bold letters. It said divorce, <laughs> and then like underneath it, it was like divorce feels like depression. Divorce feels like and just like the oh, yeah. to a bunch of different random things. <laughs> He's so out there, dude. It was funny. I saw something. He was like, "All right, guys, we finally got skeet off Instagram." Like, didn't didn't uh, Pete <laughs> Davidson like delete all his Instagram and shit? And then, uh, yeah, I also saw oh. Kodak Black is shooting his shot, saying uh, Kim K needs a real one. Dude, he's so <laughs> fire to me lately. He's Kodak, he is totally. That Sunday conversation is so funny. Yeah, and full send an interview with him. See, yeah. God, these guys are copying each other these interviews. I'd love if they like whoever gets them first is always interesting to me. That, that's like the podcast wars right now. I feel like for our demo is what Nelk, um, Full Send Podcast, Logan Paul's Impulsive, and then uh, I, what BFFs, I guess, maybe. Yeah, BFFs. Yeah. Well, I had just seen the video right before this, a clip from the Full Send one, and I was dying because Kodak, they asked him about Trump. And the, his response, he goes, I'm indebted about him pardoning, pardoning him. He's like, I'm indebted to that boy. He, he snapped. He snapped. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'm like, dude, what? Um, but to keep the Kanye going. So this, I, mean, I was how Kanye was doing all that stuff that he didn't have rights to his Netflix and whatnot. This kind of made me wonder. It says Netflix paid Cootie and Cheek, who are like the two dudes who followed him around, $30 million for the Netflix footage or for the documentary footage. So I wonder if they did that without Kanye's approval or not. How has that been? The, uh, uh, I watched, yeah, we watched the second episode last night and it was, it was pretty sick. It was like better than the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. And I think the third one kind of shows like his, him go crazy is what I like to watch the first 10 minutes of it. So interesting. Yeah. Um, and I guess to keep going on that topic, Pete Davidson is going to go to space with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, are, are they doing these like weekly, daily now? Like commercial space travels here. Like it literally just showed up and now we're doing it. Kanye is going to rig the spaceship with <laughs> fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He's yeah, he's going to be there just standing at the launch. But like, um, I wonder what those two are going to talk about. Like, Connie's going to go. Connie's like, going to put a billion dollar hit and have Bezos do it uh, <laughs> on Skeet. Um, so this is interesting. Speaking of the Batman, the Batman's audience ratings are like almost as high as the Dark Knight right now. 
Yeah, I, I was looking for it. What is it? Is it uh, in the nines? Is the Rotten Tomatoes up there? I need to go look. I just saw this, but um, but yeah. What Let's are see. the the Batman's audience ratings? Like the mm. what are what about the what about the critics' ratings? Uh, I'm looking see. on that right now. Um, the Batman. How was Catwoman? Was she a good character? What her versus Anne Hathaway? Yeah. What about Anne Hathaway? Remember when she was Catwoman? She um, was. Yeah, yeah, the second one, seen... right? In the in the Dark Knight Rises, right or no? Yeah, no, was that Anne Hathaway? It was. Yes, um, uh, eight point six out of ten from the audience on IMDb. You got to rewatch it; it's fantastic. She's great in that too. Seventy three, which is usually a good store for uh, the critics out of a hundred. I think anything above seventy is good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like it. Are saying they like it better than the Dark Knight. I, I saw um, someone uh, someone retweeted Ben Shapiro saying that it sucked and goes, "Okay, this means Batman is the best movie ever." Yeah. <laughs> it was Jake Liefeld. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I was wondering. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, Jack Harlow is to star in a White Men Can't Jump reboot. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. Did you guys see Uncharted? I, did it that flop or that didn't do that great? I have not see it. About. Yeah. But I have beef with Jack Harlow because I got on Twitter shortly after the last episode of Euphoria aired and I had not watched the episode yet. And the first tweet I see is from Jack Harlow and it says, RIP with a cigarette emoji. Very clearly oh. alluding to Ashtray dying. Yeah, I saw so, the same thing. It's, have some fucking decency, man. Yeah, that's what have people, that's what listeners are screaming right now for your Alpinist uh, shout out earlier. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the, the one I'll never forgive is the group chat. Someone sending in the poster of the ice dragon from game of thrones <laughs> wow like b- before i finished the episode when i knew that they took over the fucking dragon Spoiler alert. <laughs> i haven't seen it so i don't know <laughs> you haven't seen yeah it's, it's pretty not. i've seen the last three episodes of the last season that's it <laughs> um critics gave uncharted a 45 out of 100 Woof. what are the what was the audience score uh 6.2 6.7 which is still not that great you kind of want to be over yeah. a seven for the audience i feel like high sixes i'd no. probably i'd probably still watch it just because it's marky mark and tom holland just to right. see that yeah, yeah um all right already kind of went over a lot of the russia stuff um even like Russia and vodka brands are, are rebranding their whole, like that have been there for hundreds of years are rebranding their names. My, uh, Ty Dawson came over for the fights and he stopped at the liquor store right by my house. And some guy literally comes in and starts berating the only woman in there, the liquor person for having selling Russian vodka. <laughs> you can't sell this. You can't sell this. You you have to take She's probably like, what do you, I can't, do you want me to call the manager? Like, could you imagine it's her fault (laughs) exactly how dare you you shouldn't be selling this people are going nuts um all right so the world is healing the nfl already came out and said next year there will be zero covid protocols 
We just so don't need fire. another variant. I mean, that's hold our yeah. breath. Um, gas is fucking insane. It's like five to seven dollars in some spots. So are Tesla owners just like laughing at the bank right now? Or are they just like, we fucking told you? Like, I, I'm thinking about well, swapping to EV. Even Elon tweeted that they need to fucking get the keep the oil production going. Like, hmm. and he owns an electric car company and he tweeted that he'd he also said that radiation isn't what people think it is and that he'll travel to wherever the most like he said that all right he said they need to open up nuclear plants again and keep pumping like oil and stuff like that like homer simpson he said he'll travel to the most the area that people thinks are the most dangerous and eat locally grown food there on television (laughs) at chernobyl i i don't he like dude he went on a twitter rant about it you got to read it austin but that's, like he's gonna have some trouble getting there because it's russian occupied right now but that's interesting yeah. um i just uh i just watched chernobyl and finished the last episode yesterday for the first time holy shit yeah <laughs> i know yeah. i'm late but that's fucking wild that's a great uh, that's a great series uh limited series oh my god dude when they showed the guys like uh, like in their final kind of hours when they I, look like they look like they're super mutants yeah like i can't shed that from my memory and i want to yeah you that mean, and the movie the lighthouse super gremlins yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so what elon said is he said hopefully it is now extremely obvious that europe should restart dormant nuclear power stations and increase power output for existing ones this is critical to our national and international security then he said the thing about radiation risk and yeah. And he said that also nuclear is vastly better for global warming than burning hydrocarbons for energy. So I don't really know what I, that means. But it's crazy. He's saying that the Europe needs to be more independent from Russia uh, and do whatever they need to do to get, get so reliant. On I mean, them. we should do that from China, but it's literally impossible. You know, like <laughs> you can't. <laughs> dude yeah. I, I was listening to um the all-in podcast with those really rich people chamath oh and sure. they were like if every single home had their own solar power panels we would be completely independent from any other nation and be able to electricity would be free my and connecticut cost, house has solar cost, panels yeah it costs 25 to thirty thousand to put it on but so many houses in Australia do it that yeah. they got it down to $5,000. That, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I was like, why? When I, I think my parents did right before I moved to St. Louis, I'm like, what, what is the point of this? But yeah, it's all like sustainable energy. And then my mom also like, I don't know how this is, but she owns a couple of those, you know, solar powered windmills or whatever, energy windmills. I don't know where, whether they're out in, you know, kind of central Illinois or have you seen videos of those? Them? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you benefit from owning them? Kind of just like uh, that someone will buy it. It's like owning an asset, like a piece of uh, piece of real estate. Dude, those things are huge. Yeah. Uh, How about those ones in the middle of the ocean? Like those ones, (laughs) like at the edge of the world almost. That's crazy. Um, All right. We hijacked Uh the T-segment. Let's get back to it. Um, the, the, the kid who was tracking, I don't know if we already talked about this, who was tracking Elon's jet has switched to tracking 
uh, Russian oligarchs and Vladimir Putin's jets. So now that's all he tweets out is where they're going. That guy's getting capped soon if he keeps that up. That's that's a little dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So the oligarchs are just billionaires, right? That have a lot of influential political power. Yeah. Yeah. One of them owned so, Chelsea, and now he's having to sell them, which is like going to be the biggest sale in history of sports. And he's, but he said he doesn't want to be paid back for it. He's going to donate it to Ukraine, which is crazy. I, so, I, like, that's what I was saying. Are some of these oligarch people like against Putin? Um, they are be they're not, but they could be. But for strategic purposes, they're not. Um, and people are kind of pressuring them. Hey, you shouldn't be. But a lot of their richness business tied into Putin's success too. Certainly. Yeah. Um, a couple more things. Anonymous has hacked Russian streaming services and TV to broadcast footage of the war in Russia. Anonymous is a crazy Twitter account. Um, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, they're like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And you just get to see like shit around the world that you have no idea. Like if America doesn't want you to see something like they'll, you know, at least promote it and show you like, holy shit, you have to go looking for it. Yeah. Um, and I am legend Two is in development with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan to star. Oh, shit. that's screaming 45 meta score to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the two suggestions I have for shows, there's a new show on Netflix called Pieces of Her that was created by the person who made Big Little Lies and The Undoing. I watched the first episode last night. It, it seemed pretty good. Wait, and run that back. Sorry. It's called, I, I heard, of, uh... it's called Pieces of Her. It's like a, a mystery type show, like kind of eight episode thing. Like pretty it. good. Yeah. And then... Um, this has been out for a while, but I remembered it. I saw it on Netflix the other day that apparently it's crazy. Is the it's called Downfall, the case against Boeing, and it's the documentary about Boeing and how they produced all those jets knowingly that they were faulty and they caused crashes. So, we we'll want to ask Alex Alex about that. I think they like had debris fall in Colorado. Kelsey just watched it. I think she enjoyed it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's the T. There's are your Jack D selections of the week. Uh, I talked to Kevin Schumacher here as we conclude this episode of Winging It. We learned a little bit more about uh, life in a new city, new job, what he's doing with Miller Lite, and gripping with losing a parent. Gets a little dark at the end there, but I think it's a really interesting conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. All right. Been wanting to talk to this guy on the podcast for quite some time, an old friend, fraternity brother, but we're both St. Louisans. Uh, we did not know each other in St. Louis. Of course, this podcast, Deep STL Roots. Uh, but Kevin, good to get you on. And how about the 314? Thanks for having me on, Dale. Appreciate it, man. It's great seeing you in Arizona a couple weeks ago. Uh, love St. Louis, man. We got to figure out what's going on with baseball season right now. I'm dying for some Redbird baseball. This, this news that came out, yeah. what was that, yesterday, two days ago? It was brutal. We got to figure it out, man. That St. Louis is the birds are their lifeblood, especially since we lost the Rams. Right. Uh, so love that you're supporting the merch there, winging it. Yes, I did uh, hang out with you in Arizona. And I love what you're doing with your job because there are a lot of perks with it. You work for Miller Lite, but let, uh, you know, I don't need to explain it to the people. What, you know, tell the people a little bit about your job where you currently work for Miller Lite out in Scottsdale, Arizona. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm in this uh, development program. It's called like the sales management program. Um, basically what they do is they identify like future leaders of the company. Um, so I do what's called like on-premise sales. So I still like bars, restaurants, nightclubs, and like the Scottsdale, Old Town, a couple other areas of Phoenix, uh, like Maricopa County. Um, sure. So the com company that I work for is Molson Coors Beverage Company. So big brands that I sell are like Coors Light, Miller Light, Blue Moon, Line and Kugels. Summer Shandy is where it's at. Right, Around because uh, they bought all those companies, right? Uh, kind of. I mean, like it's a merger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, through many different levels and facets of like agreements and mergers and stuff. Yeah. All, all these great brands are now under one giant umbrella. Yeah. It's right. kind of confusing, but I mean, I love it. I mean, sure. <laughs> well, what are some of the perks of your job? You kind of, I got to experience a little bit out there. All of a sudden, we're both going to the Yotes game with separate tickets, and it turns out we're sitting right next to each other. You're right. entertaining clients right on the glass. What are some of the perks of your job? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the big one is uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. For, for all you golf guys out there, golf gals um, that know about it or don't know about it, the, the Open is what's called, like, the biggest party in sports. Yeah. Um, and so, like, all week long since we sponsored the event, um, I'm kind of going to like our company suites, entertaining customers, um, drinking a lot of beer, um, but doing it responsibly, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then, you know, like we sponsor Arizona state. So I go to a lot of the football games and the right. boxes. I was on the field for a couple of the games. Uh, you know, you and I went to the Yotes game. We sat pretty much on the glass, got a bunch of different seats out there. I mean, it's basically just like utilizing a lot of our alliances and sponsorships that we have. And, you know, lucky enough, working for a beer company. Yeah. There's no shortages in that. So, and you get the best of, you know, sports and also the bar world, right? You know, it's awesome for a sports fan, but it's not just isolated to that if that's not your interest. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, prime example, you know, I, it's like a different type of sporting event. I was just down in Tucson. For a rodeo, right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got my old Yellowstone, you know, fucking swag going and, uh, you know, living it up, crushing a couple of course banquets out there. Yes, that's awesome. Um, so like you said, you know, I went out with you like it's part like you're going to the games, entertaining clients. Right. But it's also like we went to a trivia night and you kind of just you buy a beer and you're kind of promoting different brands and drinks. Right. I think that's super cool as well. Yeah. So. That's one of the, the many aspects of the job. So primarily like in the morning, you know, I'll, I'll call on accounts. So I'm basically in and out of bars all day long. And so right. I'm, I'm pitching them, you know, a slew of different brands that are in our portfolio. Um, the, the trivia night that we went to, uh, I was promoting Topo Chico hard seltzer. It's now available everywhere, by the way. That's yes. For the whole interview. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really, really great. Um, and so basically like when I go and do those promos, I just go into bars buy a bunch of beer, pass it out to people, super conversational, a lot of fun. I mean, usually everyone gets a big old smile on their faces. Like, Hey, here comes the fucking beer guy with a bunch of free beer. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you'd honestly be surprised how many people say no. I'm like, that's, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Who doesn't like free beer, but, um, we didn't have any of those when you and I went out to trivia night, we had, you know, we had a great time, obviously for yeah. usual. Um, what are some of the difficulties of your job? boy um <laughs> well like any customer facing job you just get right people that are unhappy um you know for many different reasons a lot of times it's not your fault but you got to apologize for things that 
other people might have screwed up. Um, I mean, one of the difficulties in the beer world is we have something that that's called like distributorships. Mm-hmm. So they act as a customer. There's like this three tier system that went into place after prohibition, wherein like me, since I work for a beer supplier, I can't legally sell you, the customer, beer straight from the brewery. Illegal. It's it's it's. Oh, it has to go through somebody. Okay. Right. So any any place that you go in the country, uh, whether it be a sporting venue, a bar, a grocery store, um, that does not directly come from a brewery or a beer distributorship or a liquor distillery. It has to go through a distributorship. So me, a supplier, we sell all of our products to a distributor. And then the distributor then sells all that stuff to wherever you go and buy all your your booze. And so they, in a sense, are also our customer. And so we, we kind of tag team things. And so we're in... I might have something going on with one buyer or customer and the distributor might have another thing going on with that customer. Sometimes things kind of get messy because goals don't always align. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just another, another, you know, thing that you got to navigate. Just corporate stuff. Yeah. Everything comes, you know, every job has its, you know, perks and difficulties. I will say uh, you left out the merch. I mean, you're repping my merch. I've got your uh, line and Kugel's hammock here let you right. me i can't wait to uh set this up once you know we fall out in minnesota here yeah man what, what's what what's the temperature like out there right now is it like zero or something uh you know we're, we're climbing up there up to 30 you know so it's not quite uh you look sunburned i miss the weather in arizona of course the yeah. it was the second time it rained all winter and i was out there for it <laughs> uh, yeah dude the weather was actually trash when you're out here it was 90 right. degrees today not a cloud <laughs> in the sky I love it. I love it. So let's talk. So you're in Scottsdale. Um, hard to believe you and I, we are now in our class, right? And most of the people probably listening to this, albeit um, maybe for a few exceptions, we've been out of college longer than we were in college now. And that's like a reality where it's just like, holy shit. Um, I mean, let's get a fifth year. I mean, yes, of course. Right? <laughs> well, we're coming up. Um, what are some of the perks of living in a new city and the difficulties kind of same question, but talking about a new city, because I love Scottsdale, but, and a lot of people, of course, all of our hosts here on winging it have moved from St. Louis now. And, right. you know, that can be tough, but can also be a breath of fresh air sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's always tough when you move to a new city. I mean, yeah. I certainly lucked out because I work, the nature of my job is basically like talking Meet to people, people, talk to people yeah. all day, every day. So um, it wasn't as tough for me meeting people and getting a group of friends as it is for, you know, others, a lot of other people. Um, I also lucked out because I, you know, friend of a friend, you know, they reached out to me right, right when I moved out here and introduced me to all their friends. Connections. And, Sure. Right. Exactly. That, I mean, the kid that introduced me, all those guys kind of a dork, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is what it is though. I mean, you know, certain purpose. I mean, we still hang out. I mean, but yeah, so that meeting people is ultimately the biggest thing. You know, if you're really tight with your family, like I am being away from them is tough. I mean, I I live, you know, fuck man, like 1500 miles from, from my, from my family. So at least, uh, so that's always tough. And then obviously, you know, getting together with the boys. I mean, you know, we, we, we got a big alumni weekend coming up. It's yes, always sir. a pain to travel and everything. But I mean, when, when we do it big, you got you got to make it happen. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we could do some content from that weekend. We'll be linking up again, obviously, uh, in P-Town, Peoria. Um, 
I don't know if this is public knowledge. If not, we could just blow right by it. But you've mentioned you're not necessarily avidly looking to move cities, but you're kind of on the new radar in five to 10 years. Where do you kind of see yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, obviously the nature of my the program. <laughs> trying to phrase this right. Sure, the of nature, course. Yeah, the nature of the program, obviously, you know, the job that I'm in is not supposed to be long term. And this is not, you know, super public, but, you know, I, the job that I have now, I won't be doing it forever. So I'm, yeah. I'm always looking for, you know, other opportunities within the company and thinking about um, what I want to do next. I don't ever anticipate that I'll, that I'll leave the company that I'm at because I love it. I enjoy it. Um, and as you know, beer is kind of in my blood, so to speak, you know, a lot of folks in my family worked in the beer industry so that I just kind of knew from an early age, that's what I was going to do. And I feel right at home here, but. And talk a little bit about that. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's kind of funny how it's like you grew up Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, St. Louis, and now not necessarily a rival, but Hey, another company, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, so yeah, I mean, full transparency growing up, uh, my dad worked for Anza Bush for about 30 years. My mom worked for Anza Bush for 10 or 15. I had an aunt that worked for them for about 10 years. It's actually how my parents met. They, they, wow. uh, my mom was stationed in Boston. My dad was stationed in St. Louis. He was from St. Louis, went to the same high school as me. And, uh, yeah, they met and, you know, they, they never left obviously, but my dad left AB like right before the buyout. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know a too, too whole lot about the, the company now. I just know right. that it's a, you know, it, typically what happens, you know, when something gets bought out, a lot of things change and the company yeah. that I, you know, I just, I knew that I didn't want to, didn't want to necessarily go down that path right away. So I found, I found a different avenue for myself and, you know, they, they loved that that I was just in the industry and the business. And, you know, I haven't looked back since. Yeah. You're doing, you're killing it. Uh, love what you've been doing. New city, new job, kick-ass job. Um, and you kind of mentioned like it's um, you could still work for a company it's you mentioned your mom was stationed. Like it's a flexible job in terms of living location, right? Bigger cities. Yeah. Across the yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, prime example, you know, going into this job, I didn't, I didn't know where I was going to live. One of the prerequisites was, listen, man, you know, we, we want people that are mobile. So, so you could literally live in any major city in the United States from Seattle to San Diego, from New York city to Miami and anywhere in between. So I, I quite literally, you know, after I got hired, had no idea where I was going to be living six, six weeks later, coincidentally, I got hired and, uh, started training and a week into training in Milwaukee, which is where one of our offices COVID hit. And so I did like fucking three months of online training, <laughs> figuring out where I was going to go. But uh, I mean, dude, I mean, there's, there's far worse places than Scottsdale, Arizona. Let me tell you. No um, kidding. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love to go to Texas, yeah. uh, Colorado, um, the Carolinas, maybe Florida. I mean, I, I'm open, man. California yeah. would be sweet. Um I'm easy, dude. You know, you know it's exciting. And just being flexible with like, uh, yeah. Cause I like seeing new cities. I like being seeing new experiences too. And it's all about the journey. Right. Um, we're talking with Kevin Schumacher. kind of want to wrap up. We've talked about your family. Um, you've your you and your brothers have like a great i think it's it's so many different industries but they're all interesting you are in the beer industry sales you get to go all these cool sports events 
Uh, you've got a brother in Hollywood who's written and created a very popular show, Abbott Elementary. And then you've got a brother, which is in my industry, broadcasting. Let's start by shifting to Hollywood. Tell me about the new show. I've heard great things and that's very successful. Uh, yes, my, my eldest brother, you know, he, he's an executive producer on that show. He's got a slew of other things that are out, other things that he's worked on as well. Um, Abbott is like a workplace comedy that, that's based uh, out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And the, the creator of the show, Quinta Brunson, she's a comedian. Super, super funny. The show's actually based off of her mom and her experiences that she had as an elementary school teacher in a underfunded school district in Philadelphia. Um, so it's kind of like a lighthearted workplace comedy that shot like The Office or Parks and Rec. I mean, obviously it's not the same. I mean, those shows were fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, but, but Abbott's seen a lot of really, really good success. I mean, I think it's got like 99 to 100% rating on like Rotten Tomatoes. And they said it's like the highest rated new sitcom since like Modern Family, which was a super, super popular show. So, and two things on that, it is so damn hard to make entertaining television on network TV now, you know, like we're watching HBO, right. Yeah. And it's like, especially comedies, uh, you know, The Office and that's like, you know, we remember The Office, Modern Family uh parks and rec like that's what it's saying it's not only being highly rated on rotten tomatoes i'm seeing it trend on twitter which i kind of see it's like hey people are talking about this and you said it's in high regard because we've been starved for something like this for so long yeah i mean i mean i don't i mean anyone who watches a shitload of television knows that it's really no secret that a lot of times what the critics say are a little bit different than what you know the general public actually thinks and it's it's just really really cool uh to see be a part of a project that is held in high regard like what you said both you know in the public domain as well as you know the hollywood critics and everything yeah. so i mean it's it's a really really cool show i got the chance to go to one of the premieres meet a handful of cast everyone who who's working on the show both in front of the camera and behind the camera really really great people and, and you know they're just he's having a great time and, yeah. and that's that's ultimately the most important thing is the happiness of it all. You know? And just grinding, you know, and like yeah. working your ass off in such a competitive place like Hollywood and then having it kind of pay off. Um, yeah, good stuff. And then your brother uh, broadcasting could only imagine. I know I've seen his demo tape before. Extremely talented. He's he's on the big networks. Uh, ha the pandemic, I can only imagine, you know, upended, you know, my life, his life, broadcaster's life. But yeah. how's he been doing? Uh, good, good. Um, yeah, he, he's been doing some, some, some work with Fox sports and ESPN and, and the big 10 network. And he, he got a handful of college basketball games, both men's and women's, you know, he was calling, you know, college soccer, college baseball. I mean, pretty much anything they want him to do. I'll just, you know, he'll go into it. He's, he's, right. he's happy to be, you know, calling games, being around, you know, sports athletics, kind of like, you know, I mean, whenever yeah. you get the call to go and do a game, I'm sure it's, Yes, absolutely. I'm there. No questions asked. Right. Um, and that's very much his mindset. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of other things coming down the pipe as far as that world goes too. But on the side, he also sells real estate. I mean, he's right. He's a. I mean, he's just unbelievable, man. I mean, he's just working his ass off. I mean, yeah, that's the thing yeah. too, because I totally understand that. It's like, and that's what you know. I when I was in South Dakota, I was doing kind of full time working for a radio station, then doing play by play. And, you know, it's a tough industry, but it's also like you could have the freedom of you, if you just did call games. And that's what I'm blossoming into is like on I don't have to be in a radio chair at a specific time. I could put something out. People listen to my stuff on demand. 
and then I could go call a game at night, you know, so you can do different stuff during the day. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Well, I'm excited to follow all three of your guys' journeys continually throughout life, and we'll get you out of here on a little bit of a somber note. Something I'm trying to do with Wing, and I think that you, the listener, have realized is, you know, we're like growing up together. Like I'm having friends on, I'm having interesting people on, different life experiences, trying to bring it to you and just entertain you. Uh, Part of growing up, we've talked about jobs, moving cities, you know, marriage, kids, like we're not even there yet. That's what's crazy. But I think one thing too that people don't necessarily know but i try not to think about but it definitely hovers around my mind is you know when do we start one taking care of our parents to losing them and you you know unfortunately lost your dad recently uh yeah um that yeah that's a really really touchy thing i mean it you know growing up i don't think well, well, let me let me take a step back. You you never really fully understand or know just how many people have kind of gone through an experience like that until you yourself have gone through it. Yeah. Um, I was shocked at how many people that I knew that had lost a sibling or lost a parent um, or lost someone super super close to them that was you know a father figure, or a mother figure, or however you want to however you want to say it. Um, and you never really think it's going to happen, no matter how old you are. You never really think about, you know, the, the you know, your parents dying yeah. um, until it happens. And uh, it's, it really kind of changes the outlook you have on life and the perspective of, of just everything. Um, you know, prime example, I used to get so fixated on on trying to please so many different people and like trying to get people in my life and then ultimately through this experience I was like why am I bending over backwards to try and force certain people into my life and and have certain people think of me one way when they clearly don't want to be there like I I I, you know you, you you learn how to just think better about people and it, it just it, it's it has changed me in so many ways that I have have recently discovered I'm still discovering um and it's it's just a tough thing that is super hard to cope with I was very lucky to have family and friends that I'm super close with to to talk about my dad yeah. um to mourn my dad and the morning never really stops. I mean, it, it gets, it gets easier as it goes, but, um, his birthday is obviously tough. I mean, he was yeah. one of my best friends. Part of the reason why I do what I do every single day, like what we talked about earlier is because of him. Um, yeah. I studied advertising in college. Uh, what did he do at Anheuser-Busch? He worked in advertising. I mean, that was, that was the whole reason why I studied all that in college. And, um, you know, I, I just, it made me above all other, other than, you know, the relationships, you know, that you form and, and the way how, how you communicate with people. One of the other things that, that it allowed me to do was, um, fuck man, I don't even know where I was going with this. No, I I mean, it's (laughs) great. I mean, I could filibuster with, you learn to appreciate life. Um, And I think kind of bouncing off that is like, 
you know, I always grew up with my dad being old. Like that's kind of the butt of the joke is my dad was born before Christ. My uh, dad was, uh, (laughs) my dad went to the university of Kansas and was roommates with fog Allen. Um, He was, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, you know, after college is kind of like you, you grow up like I, I once I hit 25 like it took me after a couple of years just to even see the world how I see it now and you just you're right. like holy crap but and, and really that's what I was trying to get at really quick was was that it it made me appreciate the things that I had I yes. mean yes I wish that certain relationships in my life were better than where they were at but I was appreciative nonetheless that one hey I grew up in a household that had two parents yeah not not everyone gets that not everyone's lucky enough to have any parents mm-hmm. and let alone two parents that that loved each other and and wanted to raise me and wanted me to be around as well as my other brothers and other siblings and not everyone's that lucky um totally. thankful for the friendships that i have such as you know people like yourself you know where you and i get to get to shoot the breeze and have a good time and you know you and i care about each other and and so it just it that's that's the number one thing that I always tell people is that hey don't take any of the relationships you have in your life for granted because you never really know tomorrow's promise to no one so right. so anytime you have a conversation with someone especially someone that you care about you want to make sure that they know that they're important to you of um, course. Yeah. and it, it's it's easy to get in fights and say things you don't mean just be sure that you patch those things up because you never know. <laughs> you, you just, you never know. So, yeah, I, I think, I hope people are going to enjoy this. I think they will. Didn't mean to take a left turn into kind of Somberville, but I was doing, you know, when we were together, I was doing a lot of thinking because this obviously happened to you this year. My mom was celebrating her 62nd birthday with her mom, you know, and I'm like, right. Oh my God, you know, am I going to be six? No way. My dad, <laughs> my dad's going to be no yeah. way if I'm 62, but yeah, just kind of thinking about mortality and stuff like that and just cherishing the moments that you have, as you kind of alluded to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, appreciate talking with you, man. I'm sure the audience is going to love it. Uh, this is going to be, we don't have winging it this week, but we're going to be posting this at the end of next week's episode. And uh, appreciate the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Schumacher. Appreciate you, brother. Always a good time chatting with you. Happy to do it, man. Hope to see you soon.